Welcome back to Think Better Soon. The Positive Podcast. I'm Jason Noon, along with my co-host, J.P. Bradley. Now, last week, J.P., when we uh, left off on the first part of the Miracle Morning, yes. we were talking about just, just the, the beginnings of discussing visualization. And you discussed visualizing having more muscles. I did, yeah. And I yeah. think on Friday you you kind of put those to use already. I, I we will say I tested them, and I am clearly uh, I'm not one with I wouldn't you wouldn't call me muscly. You know I had no. to do uh, I had to pick up a lot of things that were heavier than what I had hoped, and I don't have muscles yet. So probably a good thing that I won't have muscles because I've got a long way to go. But you did do a little bit of work helping Emily and her husband move into their new place. And, you know, the, the quote that we left off with last week was that we need to see things as we would like to have them instead of how they currently are. And, you know, one of the things we maybe even talked about earlier on last week is that if we have 60,000 thoughts in a day, 55,000 of them are of the past. So it's really hard for us to imagine a better future sometimes when 95% of our thoughts are about past failures and shortcomings and realities. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, as we talk about visualizing one of the scriptures that always comes to my mind of, of with the word vision is in it is Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, and a paraphrasing, but I know it says something like, um, where there is no vision, my people will perish. And uh, I think it's a, you know, it's of course it comes out of the book of Proverbs, which is there to, to help us become wiser individuals. So we have to be looking forward in order to to advance and not perish. Absolutely. And visions of past failures, JP, are not helpful. Now, that no. may sound like common sense. Yes. You know? I mean, you hear that and you're like, well, yeah, duh. But just because it's common sense doesn't mean it's common practice. Um, so as we visualize things, we need to visualize future accomplishments, future achievements. Yeah, and you, you said that, um, what was the first thing you said that uh, out of the, 50 some or 60 some thousand thoughts that go for, through our head 90 some percent are in the past so you know we we say yeah it's common sense you want to think forward but but gosh it's it's we get stuck in thinking in the past i and you know now that you mention it and the more you've mentioned it the more i think on on how much i do spend of, of thinking well why did i do this why did i do that versus you know in the future here's how i'm gonna prepared to, to handle these situations. And, and I, I don't know if it was my Eastern Kentucky upbringing or if it's inherent to everybody around the, the globe, but, uh, you know, visualization just seemed a little new agey and a little strange where I come from, but I love this from the author. He said that, you know, he visualized a stress-free environment where he would write his book and truly enjoy the entire creative process. And then JP, he really visualized the end result. And that was people reading the book, finishing the book, loving the book, telling their friends about it. Like I told you about it. And like, we're telling our yeah. friends about it. So, you know, he would picture that before he wrote the book, the, the scene, the setting, the vibe, you know, of what he hoped it would look like as he did that. And, and of course the end result, if you begin with the end in mind, which is the completed book that helped helped him put in the time to make it happen. And so I think that's what we're talking about. Whatever your goal is, whatever your desire is, whatever you're, what, whatever you're striving for, you've got a picture it being completed. Yeah. And it's very simple how you just explained it. And, and really I didn't think of the, the detail from start to finish like that. You know, I'm picturing, 
You know, I want to be, you know, think of uh, goal A, I want to reach goal A. And, and I was just looking or thinking about, okay, visualizing reaching goal A. But I, I you brought up a nice point of the start. Well, if you're going to reach goal A, visualize where do you start? Where do you, if you're midway to your goal, what does that look like? If you're three quarters to your goal, what does that look like? I, I didn't, I didn't put that much depth in it. Of course, I'm I'm shallow-minded man. I'm not a reader. I'm not an intellect like you. But oh, right. Well, by by visualizing the process, JP, in life, if we visualize, it as being easy and enjoyable. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who to attribute it to, but I think about it almost every day. It's a quote that I read in the last year or so that said, "What would this look like if it were easy?" And it makes me think back to a, a previous episode with with Randy Lillard talking about Jeff Bezos, and the fact that he thinks that everything is easy. And obviously a lot of the stuff he's trying to achieve, like, you know, maybe setting up a tourism to Mars or whatever he's trying to accomplish. That's not easy. Those things don't appear to be easy. So the things that I'm doing though, they really should be easy. If he thinks that, you know, taking people on tourism, tourism trips to the moon is something Mm -hmm. on his list. I should really try to look at things as being easy, but you know, when we visualize things, the process is being easy and enjoyable and free of stress and free of fear. It can motivate us to take action and overcome procrastination, which is probably the thing that causes us, you know, we think of procrastination in a very finite kind of category of, I need to get X done. I'm putting it off. I'm putting it off. I'm putting it off. Oh goodness. I got to get X done. But you know, in a, in a more nuanced sense, I think procrastination applies to a lot of things that we want to achieve in life, not just tasks. Procrastination. And um, so kind of going on that, what's one of the things you think you, you procrastinate the most to keep you from, from your goals or from what you're visualizing your future to be? I mean, here recently is we're talking about the savers from, from uh, miracle morning and, you know, silence is pretty easy affirmations i'm still getting my hands around visualization i really try hard on uh exercise is, is i can check that box pretty easy just by moving around doing things dancing is what i do and mm-hmm. but then you know the reading it's not easy for me to to leave enough time in the morning to really read for 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then the journaling which they call scribing you can do it in the app which is kind of quick because it asks you some yeah. some, some uh, leading questions that makes it more efficient but i think to answer your question I feel like I'm procrastinating on my daily reading probably more than anything. Cause there's so many opportunities throughout the day, not just in the morning time, but I'll find little 15 minute, 20 minute little windows where I could pop open the Kindle or pop open a book and I just don't do it. And I know I want to, I know I would enjoy it. I know it's, it's a great way to spend time and I just, I just procrastinate on it. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, I see myself procrastinating more on the exercise component and and I think I procrastinate more because it's like I hate to push myself to do exercise, but I really don't understand why yet because I enjoy it. And it has to be because I would prefer to be lazy. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But in me visualizing being a healthier me with exercise, that, that is definitely uh, you know something that procrastination is getting in the way. Well, on that topic of procrastinating for exercise, he gave a three-step process for using, using, you know, the visualization to kind of get on your way. And step one was to get ready. You know, he said, to play some music. He said instrumental music, but music that could really kind of be chill, 
Can I put you in a good place? Stand up tall and proud. Step two, JP, is visualize what you want. And I'm, this quote's interesting. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, but rather that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a fear. Uh, and then step three, this is what's great. Visualize yourself enjoying the exercise, enjoying the mm-hmm. discipline of it, and what it will take to achieve the changes that you hope to see in your health. So, you know, if if you're this week during your miracle morning, you need to visualize how it would feel. You know, what would it look like? And and picture enjoying that exercise. Yeah. That, that's the thing is really picture yourself enjoying the exercise. Yeah. And, and I always do enjoy it, but it's the... I think I, I've got to get better at the uh, the start. You know, like uh, having my clothes ready at night is going to kind of make that a a must do in the morning. Which which I've been good as of late to to do some exercise in the morning. I don't think I'm doing enough yet, and 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 that's what I'm I'm questioning myself is why are you not pushing yourself to do more? You know, you you've started, but you need to go more. And what's Take a step back to affirmations. You know, he says that if you yeah. read your affirmations every single day, you mm-hmm. know, if you really want to do this, if you really want to get after it, if you make some affirmations that you can read every morning and every night, you will supercharge your subconscious mind because, and that's, that's the thing too. We live in our conscious mind so much, but our subconscious mind is always playing a story in the background. <laughs> and so through the affirmations, if we can, if we can encourage ourselves of how much we're going to enjoy the end result, like, you know, I'm, I've been going to the gym twice a week doing some uh, interval strength training. And then I try to get some cardio in, you know, on the other days, but I know I'm getting better. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm not eating great, but I'm eating better. And I can yep. tell there's changes. I feel better. I moved the trampoline in the yard last night by myself, which I've really couldn't do probably a month ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really, luckily I didn't hurt myself. Don't do that <laughs> too much, but, but I think you can start to see um, a little bit of momentum there. And I, I need to do that too. I need to have mm-hmm. a simple affirmation that I'm going to get this done, but you've just got to tell yourself, you've got to be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest fan, your biggest best friend in encouraging yourself with uh, affirmations. But we're supposed to talk about visualization. And yeah. I think JP, yeah, I want to talk about another thing. I created an eight and a half by 11 vision board. There, nice. There was this guy that was in a group at a church, 12 years ago and we were sitting around and he lives on a boat now, which is pretty amazing. Like they talk about, I guess you can just have a vision and do whatever you want to do, but they, uh, they live on a, on a boat somewhere in Jacksonville or something. I don't know. It's wild. The whole, the, there's a husband, wife and two children and they spend their whole life on that thing. Um, I don't want to put that on my vision board, but they talked about a vision board. And so I made this one with this old program I had with little, um, Polaroid kind of pictures of the kids, you know, playing, having fun. And then uh, I had a front porch and it said breezy, just the word breezy on it. And, you know, in 2010, we moved to a house that was really breezy kind of out in the country. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I know that that vision board, like we accomplished several of the things off of that. And that was just eight and a half by 11. It was nothing. It was very modest. Yeah. But it's had some words and some images. And I've been reading a little bit about this stuff, you know, whether it's, words, whether it's pictures, whether it's places, whether it's people, like part of visualization is to have a board. If you're willing to, what do you think about the vision board? What do you think about it? I like it. I, there was a, um, a church we went to in Cincinnati and there was a, a sermon that the pastor did about a vision board. And it was, it was kind of rolled up into that scripture I was talking about where, you know, there is no vision. My people perish. And he was talking about the visions he had for the church. 
which at the time, um, you know, he, he when he started the church, he wanted to have a building. He wanted to have multiple campuses. And and I mean, his goal truly was was to, you know, reach people that needed help. It wasn't just to grow some master church organization and then funnel all the money into his pockets. I mean, he was really genuine. And it was interesting to see he, he kind of showed the vision board halfway through of where he was at that moment. And then, you know, me now looking back, I can see what all he has accomplished. And it's amazing. You know, he has multiple campuses now. He didn't whenever he gave that uh, when he gave that sermon. And I think even at the point at that time, he was talking about how many kids he wanted in his family. And and, and since then, he's added to his family. So. Uh, I, I think it is a, um, you know, from a going forward, it's, it's really good to know what you're working for and, and to get all of your energy moving in the direction forward, you know, and getting stuck out of the past, you know, that, now let me ask you a question forward. similar to the quote that, that, uh, that I, I used back in the nineties with you, the, to regret something you do, it can be tempered over time, but to regret something you never do, it's forever irrecoverable. So you might as well do something just so at the worst case scenario, you have a chance to regret it. And I think that on this vision board thing, what's the worst thing that can happen, JP? What's the worst thing that can happen if you do a vision board? Yeah. It, maybe it doesn't come to pass, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe, or, you know, maybe, maybe you do accomplish some of it. So my <laughs> yeah. thinking is I'm going to have one, you know, I'm going to yeah. create one. And if I achieve some of it, wonderful. If I don't achieve any of it, well, it was worth the shot, you know? So that's what I would encourage our listeners today is if you've been thinking about doing a vision board of words, of people, of places, you know, it could be a career thing, a health thing, a family thing, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. And for me, I love the travel. Yep. So I'll probably put a couple of places on there that I hope to check off the list, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have, I've always kind of had a 10 year and I don't know why, but. I've always had like a 10 year looking forward, but I, I've never, I've written it into some journals that I've, I've had and I've gone back and I've read and it's interesting to see how, how I've, I've been able to satisfy some things, but, um, you know, I've never, I never really put it out there on a board, you know, to say, okay, here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing. And, and me and my wife, we, we talk a lot about, what our dreams are and what our hopes are. And, and, and I don't know if she does that just to entertain me because I can't help but think, you know, and that's many years I want to live here. And yeah, be- you've, you've talked about it. You've changed your location too. You went from like Florida to North Carolina. So I did. Yeah. That, and that's, that's important to know too. Your vision board can change, you know, it can evolve. That's good so point. just as we, as we close out the, the idea of vision, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do for vision. You can visualize having a good day or you can visualize some end goal that you want to achieve. But if you are going to have a vision board, it's good to post images or words of uh, things you want to have, of who you want to become, of what you want to do in life, and uh, you know where you want to live. If that's North Carolina, yeah. like JP, he's got it on the board. And guess what? We're going to wake up one day 10 years from now, and JP's going to be sitting in North Carolina. And, I am. Uh, and the cool thing is he'll have that on his board the whole way through. So it's, if we move past visualization, that gets us to exercise. Now, you said you're having trouble with that one, JP. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, and it's the procrastination. It's the whole point of, of, you know, just full transparency here. It's like, oh gosh, I don't want to push my body to do that. You know I mean? I, it's, it's amazing what I will push my body to do, but whenever it comes to spending time exercising, it's like, yeah, give me the chair. Where's my comfy chair? And I think too, that exercise is such a big umbrella kind of word. 
you know, everything from the you know kind of CrossFit stuff that I'm not capable of doing mm-hmm. to walking your dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to the gentleman who's working with me twice a week and, you know, he told me just try to get 210 minutes a week of cardio because you know, you're doing the strength training twice a week. And, and it's intense, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a, an hour twice a week. I mean, it's, it kicks my butt every time I do it, but he said between all that, just get out and move. And so I try to spend 10 or 20 minutes a morning just moving around. I, I kind of stretch and do my little dancing kind of routine, <laughs> uh, which is kind of like a jog or something, but it just gets the blood flowing. You know, it doesn't have to be, I mean, if you're only burning 150 calories in the morning, it's not going to change the world, but it wakes you up and it makes you feel more alert and it just gets you moving. So you know, what I would say is lower your expectations. It's like that Saturday Night Live skit from the <laughs> high school reunion, which I've got one coming up in about a month, the 30th reunion. But you know, it was all these old fat bald guys and the women still looked okay. And they decided <laughs> they had to lower their expectations because it wasn't quite, you know, the, the men weren't quite as attractive as they were back in the day. But lower mm. your expectations on exercise. Just get them moving and do it. Be consistent with it, you know? Yeah. Anything yeah. is better than nothing. Yeah, the uh, past two weeks, and I've I've been more diligent, and now, but it does have me kind of thinking. Okay, wh- what's my next level? What do I want to, what do I want to add in? Because I'm doing a little bit of strength, but obviously more cardio than anything. And 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 I do know um, whenever I, I I do the exercise in the morning, whenever I get to work, um, you know, I'll take like a 15 minute break, and I'll go. I think I've talked about it. We have all several buildings and they're all linked and, and, and you can do what they call walk the link. And uh, that's something that I've added to my, to my day whenever I'm, I'm there and, you know, it's something I wasn't doing. So, so, you know, that's good. I, I've got to do more, but, but I am happy to say I've, you know, I have started, I've started very small, like real small, but well, I, I can't I, wait to hear about all the bigger. games you make in that area because, um, it's so important. It's just so important. It's so easy to neglect. And let's move on to another area that's super easy to neglect. When you go away from exercise, you move on to reading. And, you know, the book talks about just read 10 pages a day or read 10 to 15 minutes a day. That's not much, JP. No, no. And and I have started even this morning. You know, I probably spent, I think I spent about 20 minutes reading this morning and, and really kind of digesting what, what I have read. And... Um, I mean, just to share a little bit, you know, something that I was reading this morning was, was talking about how, um, it, it's kind of a book on a lot of Proverbs, but you know, my, my goal is I don't want to be foolish. You know, I want to be wise. I don't want to be foolish. And, and interestingly, the, the foolish person doesn't accept reality and doesn't want to expand his knowledge. And, and, you know, whenever I look at kind of what we're talking about here, and if I'm going back to exercise, you know, it's, I'm a fool to think I can continue not exercising and live a healthy life. You know, in, in 15 years, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a lot of health problems. Well, sure. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn always said, it's not a chocolate bar a day. It's an apple a day. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if you're not exercising, then that being stagnant with that. And even with the reading, you know, I feel like if, if you pick out a book and you know you're going to finish this book you're reading right now because you're reading 10 to 15, 20 minutes a day. And another thing that's interesting is if you set out to read 10 minutes a day, sometimes that'll stretch to 20. Yeah. You know? So just, And that's just like exercise too. If you say, I'm just going to exercise five minutes, all of a sudden it becomes 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So the the discipline of doing things consistently, I think mm-hmm. that's a big takeaway from I'm on day 26 or something of doing this morning routine. And I think that uh, 
the the word that has to stand out more than even discipline. It takes some level of discipline to get up earlier, for sure, and it takes some yeah. level of discipline to to put the time in. But it the what's cool about it is the consistency of it. You know, mm-hmm. really is 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 a super helpful thing. So when you move away from reading, and and hopefully you can, you know, maybe you get to where you're reading two hours a day. I don't know, but yeah. you know, let's start with. 10 to 15, 20 minutes. But the, the last part, which I find this all very interesting because reading is more difficult in some ways than it ever has been because you can read social media and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll because <laughs> yes. you're just, you know, if you're into people, it's kind of interesting to do that. Or you can read ESPN articles or, mm-hmm. you know, this article or that article, rabbit hole here, rabbit hole there. You can just on your phone, you can do nothing but just read garbage all day. And when I say garbage, I just mean stuff that's not very deep. And the same comes with writing. You know, the, mm-hmm. so much of our writing we do now on a keyboard, and that's not really writing. It's not yeah. journaling. I mean, it could be. You know, you can, it, it it works, but have you grabbed a ballpoint pen lately and just written some stuff? I have. Yeah, I've I've got. Uh, I'm actually reading two books uh, right now at the same time, just, right. just to show everybody. You know, one is yeah. is this one's on wisdom, and this one's on a meaningful life. The Dalai Lama, which I know you love. Oh yeah, and, you've been reading that book for like two years. How's that coming along? Yeah, I'm like halfway through, <laughs> which <laughs> is a lot better. Yeah, I know Dal- this is amazing. I hope the Dalai Lama is still alive when you get done reading it. Maybe you get there, him to autograph it. There'll be another Dalai Lama when he dies. There's, you know, he's that reincarnates. That, that's how they say it works. That's you know, I'm, I'm, well, a, you I'm not here to well, judge. That's cool. You're reading two books now, and you used to read none. I know. I'm, this wow. one is this one is just a a daily though. It's it's yeah, that's good. You know, so it's just one page and then I read about, you know, seven, eight, but, but my point is I, I do keep a little, you know, a little thing here that, uh, you know, as I read and I, I catch some, some good little tidbits yeah. out of it, I write that, I write that down. My ballpoint, ballpoint pen, not my ballpoint pen. I guess that's something you could do, but maybe, you know, I well, am talks about it. if you, if you just journal for five or 10 minutes a day, you can get, you can get things out of your head and on the paper. And uh, it becomes just a part of your daily routine. I think that uh, it also allows you down the road to go back and have some great, so have some gratitude. You know, when you reread it, when you review your notes and you go back and look a year, a year or two or three or four from now and you see what you were thinking, what you were processing, all of this, the whole saver thing is, is meant to accelerate your growth. You know, it's, it's meant to help you gain clarity in your, in your journaling, which he calls scribing, capture ideas, you know, review things that you've learned. And be able to recognize your progress. I mean, that, that's the beautiful thing. So whether you're doing it traditional on a on a piece of paper with a pen, or whether you're doing it digitally in the thousands of journaling apps that exist, you mm-hmm. know, I'm doing a little bit of both. So I think as we wrap this episode up, JP, the second part of the Miracle Morning, whether you spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, doing your savers. You know, the silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, doing those six practices. It's just such a wonderful way to start each day. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I, I do agree. It, it it puts the the right foot uh, on the floor at the right moment. Get you going. I've enjoyed well, it. I, I have. And and you were you were talking about uh, discipline and I, I made a comment on this uh even last week about how the the thing that I am seeing is how much I have to commit. And, you know, commitment is, is really um, what I am trying to, to keep in my 
in front of me so that I can remember every morning I've committed to do this, you know, and, and I'm doing it because everything that I want to accomplish, you know, being healthier, being, uh, I don't want to be foolish. I want to be wiser, you know, so I, I need to, I do need to read, gain knowledge and expand my thoughts. And, and I want to be helpful to those that, that I'm around. All those come by, by really focusing on, on these simple things that, that are, that we're talking about. I think the miracle morning, I agree with you. It, it, uh, it's about discipline. It's about clarity, being able to focus on what's important, the majors of life and your personal development. And I think, I know we can do this, JP. We've done we it are. for you know nearly a month. I appreciate you being my accountability partner. And yes, uh, out of your love of the Dalai Lama, uh, <laughs> I've got a quote from him. Before that, oh. though, before that, Henry David Thoreau says, "Things do not change; we change." Mm -hmm. Which, oh, those are only six words. It's like one of the best quotes ever. Things do not change, but we change. But, but since you have this thing with the Dalai Lama, here's a quote from him. And this is a good one. And this is why it's good oh, to spend like time. It? I like the quote. This is why it's, this is why the, the, the uh, miracle morning routine is so good for your life. Every day, think as you wake up. Today, I'm fortunate to have woken up. I'm alive. I have a precious human life and I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to use all my energies to develop myself, expand my heart out to others. I am going to benefit others as much as I can. And that's Damn. what your Dalai Lama said. So, you know, you and I are both uh, projects. We fail every day with our children. Yes. Uh, this is not easy, but, uh, but we love studying it. And I just love being here with you. And uh, let's keep on doing this Miracle Morning. And it'll be fun to see what we talk about next week. It, yeah. Yeah. I know I'm on like day 14. So you're, you're a little bit ahead of me, but, but that's okay. You know, I started later, but I, I've committed and, and I'm liking the journey and I'm glad you're my accountability partner. Cause. And you know. well, it, back at you, if, if you haven't started this journey or any journey you're on, one thing that I found interesting in the book was he talked about how the, there was a, um, you know, some research done 50 years ago that said that uh, 21 days is what it takes to make a habit, mm -hmm. but he thinks 30 is a better number. And he says day one through 10 can be unbearable, you know, because it's new. You're yeah. trying to get into it. Uh, days uh, 11 through 20 can become somewhat uncomfortable because even though you're kind of getting used to it, it's still not quite, you know, your cup of tea, yeah. but days 21 through 30, you become unstoppable. So it goes from unbearable to uncomfortable yeah. to unstoppable because once you get past day 21 and you keep it going like till that. day 30, you know, you become unstoppable because you get into the rhythm of it. It takes something mm. really, something, something major has to happen to get you out of that rhythm at that point. So, um, I hope everybody enjoys this episode and JP yes. have a good rest of the day, my man. You do the same. Testing one, two, three. Testing. That's all you're going to say is testing. Testing.